Welcome to the Diet Diatribe podcast. This show is designed to talk about all of the honest failures and successes when it comes to diet and exercise. Yes, we want this to be uplifting, but we also want it to be truthful and realistic. As we age, our bodies slow down, our metabolism drops off, our sex drives go haywire, and nothing usually goes the way we want it to, including our backside. (laughs) We want to talk about some of these things and share our crazy stories about what we try to do to lose weight and get healthy, as well as what we do wrong in that battle. I guess you could call this podcast a diary of sorts, and each week we're going to break down our diet and exercise and have guests on who will talk about their stories too. So here it is for this week. This is my diet diatribe for February 22nd, 2020. So here I am, approximate weight, 172 pounds which is one of the heavier weights that I have ever been at in my entire life. I feel most comfortable probably between 135 and 150. But here I am, a little bit over 20 pounds over that weight. And I am a middle-aged woman. I'm not going to go specifically into my age in particular, but I am a middle-aged woman and my metabolism has started to slow down a little bit. So I'm being forced to kind of reevaluate my diet and exercise. And over the past, mm, I'd say three to six months, I have attempted to try the keto fad. Okay. So the keto fad for me is essentially you're cutting down on your carbohydrate calories and replacing them with high protein and fatty oils and avocado and butter and just basically dropping off on bread and potatoes and all those sorts of things, which is one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. And it's also part of the reason why keto has not necessarily worked all that well for me. You're supposed to get up in the morning on many keto diet variations and have this bullet coffee type stuff, or they call it keto coffee. And it's essentially coffee with butter and MCT oil in it. But seeing as how I do not process coffee very well, number one, I dislike the flavor. Ugh, it's disgusting. I hate the taste of coffee. In order to make it any kind of palatable, I have to drown it in sugar and cream and flavorings and all kinds of other things to make it something that I would drink. And you can't really do that on keto because you're not supposed to be having sugar and carbohydrates. So drinking the bullet coffee also gives me really, really bad heartburn. And it's the kind of heartburn that stays with you all day long. So the keto coffee is a no-go for me. And the keto diet in particular also tends to give me a lot of heartburn as well, which I'm not really sure why that is. I don't know if it just takes a longer period of adjustment. And you can always shoot me an email if you have advice on this. But it's my belief that... A good portion of the population does well with the keto diet, but there is a percentage of the population that does well with more carbohydrate in their diet. So for me, I think that my my body does best when I reduce the amount of carbohydrates and eliminate sugars. Now, eliminating sugar from your diet is a very hard thing to do for many people because I don't know about you, but I believe that sugar is a drug. 
and that it is essentially addictive. I mean, they've done studies where they've showed the human brain and what sugar does to the human brain, and it basically sort of um, lights up areas of the brain that are similar to what is lit up when you do cocaine or speed or any one of those things. So sugar definitely has an impact on your brain in a way that you would probably not believe unless you saw those brain scans. So sugar tends to make me very happy and comfortable and relaxed like a drug. And so I do go through withdrawals when I cut it from my diet. But just as an example of what I've been eating like, and and you're going to cringe, you're so going to cringe. I try to fast on the weekends and I do enjoy doing the intermittent fasting. But okay, so we'll talk about... (laughs) We'll talk about the diet and exercise regime for the week. Now, on Friday, I got up in the morning and I usually rise at about 7 o'clock in the morning. And I typically don't eat until 9 or 10 o'clock. I try to fast if I can, but if I'm hungry, then I do eat. But in the morning on Friday, I I went to Starbucks and I had a bacon gouda sandwich. And it's an egg bacon and gouda cheese sandwich on like kind of a a roll type thing. And I had a strawberry acai refresher, which probably had way more sugar than I should be consuming in a day, but I had a large one of those. (laughs) And I also had a piece of the pumpkin bread at Starbucks. Cringe, cringe, cringe. The total caloric outtake for that alone on Friday was about 890 calories just for those three items. So then I did walking on Friday. I didn't do any weights. I didn't do anything else but walking. I did five miles of walking on Friday, and then I did 50 squats in addition to that. And that was part of this regime that I'm trying to do squats four or five days a week, squats or lunges, so that I can try to develop my leg muscles a little bit more. But then after my five-mile walk, I went back to work for another few hours before I headed home in the evening. And I typically get home between six o'clock and seven o'clock on most nights. And I had for dinner a bowl of Special K red berries and a bowl with probably, I would say, about four cups of popcorn. So that wasn't it, though. (laughs) Oh, no. I polished the evening off with about two and a half, maybe three glasses of champagne. So the total caloric outtake for Friday was about 2,000 calories. So I would say that the number of calories that I burned that day was also about 2,000 calories. So we have a wash on that particular day. Now, yesterday ended up being one of those days where I think I kind of went off the deep end a little bit as well, despite the fact that I did have a good workout. But I woke up yesterday morning early, like 7 a.m., and forced myself to go back to sleep because I was just not feeling like getting up yet. And it was raining outside and it was just kind of drowsy and icky and I just didn't feel like getting my butt out of bed. So I went back to bed until about 11. 
And I woke up at 11 and I was pretty hungry by that point and I was determined to fast for the day, but it just kept raining and I wanted to go for a run. And so I took myself over to a local pizza place and ordered a medium pizza. Now, I didn't eat the entire pizza. I was proud of myself for that. I only had three pieces, which is approximately eight or 900 calories, according to the Fitbit calorie log. <laughs> it was a round table pizza, pepperoni pizza with artichoke hearts and red onions. And I had that with a glass of water. So my approximate caloric intake by that point was only about eight or 900 calories and I was good to go. So I got up and then it had stopped raining by that point. And I took myself over to one of the local places that I like to go run at. And it's this lake that has a five mile loop. So I took after lunch and went out to the lake and did a five mile run with three pieces of pizza in my stomach, which was very, very hard. (laughs) I wanted to stop so many times. It was just like, ugh. Running after you've had a good quantity of pizza is probably not the best thing you can do. Your body just resists it. I think the cheese and the carbohydrates are just so heavy that it just makes your performance really bad. Even though they say, you know, carb load the night before a big event, all that kind of crap. I think I did it a little bit too... um, within too close to the time that I was going to go for that run. So the run was not good. Um, But I did finish. I did five miles. So then I go home that evening and I get some work done and do a few things around the house. And for dinner, I have another bowl of special case cereal and two pieces of pizza. So we're looking at another 1,000 calories right there in addition to two glasses of champagne. So by then, according to my Fitbit app, my caloric intake was about 2,200 calories. And again, I did a five-mile run. I didn't do any weights. I didn't do anything else but that five-mile run. And so my calorie intake versus the exercise that I did, the burn on that was a wash as well. So here I am, it's Sunday morning and I've got a long day planned ahead of me and I've got, I think, three pieces of pizza left in the refrigerator that I'm going to polish off today and that's probably going to be about a thousand calories. And I plan on doing another five mile hike, which is probably going to put me at the wash phase again. Now, whether or not I choose to have some champagne or wine or something tonight is a whole nother story, but (laughs) hopefully I'll have that willpower to push through. Now, one of the things that has been a particular challenge for me, and I know that it probably has been for some of you other ladies as well, and that is cutting sugar from my diet. And I've been doing a very good job at it lately, but I have been known in the past to eat a half of a lemon ring pie or go have a couple pieces of cake or do something where I'm consuming hundreds of sugar calories a day, which is just not good for your body. So I've been able to kind of wean myself off of that, although it's been very challenging. So I wanted to kind of provide a little bit of feedback for you guys on some of the things that I do to cut sugar from my diet. So here is an article that I found about reducing sugar in your diet. So the Mayo Clinic had a pretty good article about reducing your intake of sugar. 
So I found this on mayoclinic.org and it's six ways to reduce your sugar intake. And if your goal is to reduce sugar in your diet, an obvious place to start is by limiting your consumption of regular soda, candy, and other high sugar items. But chances are you're still consuming more sugar than you realize. And I think that is one of the things that I tend to struggle with as well. I'm not really aware or conscious when I'm eating these products of how much sugar I'm actually putting into my body. But an obvious start to reducing sugar is getting rid of the soda. Um, And some people actually put a spoonful of sugar in their morning cereal. Cut that out as well. But here are some tips to help people reduce sugar intake. Instead of adding sugar to sweetened oatmeal or cereal, top the bowl with your favorite fruit. You can also opt for low-calorie or sugar-free drinks instead of sugar-sweetened beverages. Better yet, drink water instead, plain or sparkling. And that is one of the things that I tend to do as well, is I'll take like some Perrier or some zero-calorie, no-sugar-added sparkling water and have that with my alcoholic beverages instead of having Coke or some other kind of sweet soda with it. It's also good with meals. And if you get the flavored ones that are like lime or peach or whatever, they're really tasty with having that added sugar intake. Uh, They say to also you can enjoy fruit for dessert instead of cookies or pastries, although this only works for me about half the time. Sometimes fruit just doesn't cut it. You want those high sugar calories and you just got to do it sometimes. But anyway, be mindful of condiments like ketchup and barbecue sauce, which can be very high in sugar and opt for lower sugar options like salsa, mustard, or hot sauce. And you also want to be really careful about reading food labels and researching restaurant menus online so that you can avoid the high sugar options. And I tend to do a little bit of this myself. Then if you have things that you really enjoy that you have sugar, you can explore zero or lower calorie, no sugar versions. If you do a search online, most recipes have a low sugar version now because people really want to cut that stuff out of their diet and become healthier on the whole. Now, that is one of my biggest struggles is that sugar because I want to have a caffeine beverage in the morning and I can't have coffee because it gives me that awful heartburn. So I do consume those strawberry Aussie refreshers from Starbucks, which have anywhere from like 15 to like 50 or 60 grams of sugar per drink. And that is a lot of sugar because experts recommend that you consume no more than 30 or 40 grams of sugar in total for the entire day. And sometimes you can blow that away with one Starbucks drink in one fell swoop and then people don't realize that. So if you can avoid those heavy calorie, high sugar beverages first thing in the morning, you just don't want to get your day started out that way. Um, have stevia instead of it or try something else. Like for me, I went to like the drugstore and I got some little packets of like vitamin B12 um, energy packets that can be mixed with water. And those ones have no sugar in them. And yet they have the, they have green tea mixes so that you can get that pop of energy and still get your caffeine in the morning. And you can buy those in the health food aisle. And they're basically made by the same company. They're basically made by the same company, I believe, that makes the emergency drinks, the like powdered drinks that you put into water to help boost your immune system with vitamins and minerals. You can find those. They have green tea in them. And that is the primary source that you can get that energy from. You can also get 
they have little tablets. They're like energy chocolate tablets and they're in the health food aisle as well. And they have caffeine in them and very low sugar, but it's like a dark chocolate that comes with it. And if you have a couple of those in the morning, instead of that high calorie coffee drink, you can usually give yourself that caffeine pep that you really want and need without consuming all that sugar and all those calories. And then as well, if you're just starting out in this journey and really trying to rev your body up and get healthy again, start small, folks. You don't need to jump in and run a marathon. I mean, that's not realistic, and it's not the sort of expectation that anyone is going to be able to sustain. If you're telling yourself, I'm going to get in here and run five miles a day every day to start with, that's also very unrealistic, and you will probably fail in that or disappoint yourself pretty extensively in a very short period of time. So start small. Get yourself out there walking at lunchtime for 30 minutes for three or four days a week and work your way up into the bigger goals. And also like be kind to yourself. Like I tend to get on the scale every single day. I watch every single pound, every single ounce that my body takes on. I don't necessarily think that is the best thing for you either, because you see that and feel a total sense of failure. So if you can avoid getting on that scale a lot, then do it. Be nice to yourself. Know that you are only human and that you have to work your way into this. It's a long journey and it is a marathon, folks. You don't want, it's not a sprint. <laughs> Starting out great in the beginning and or starving yourself to look good is not really a sustainable option either. So we all want to do things that we can share support and uplift one another in our personal journey. And you also want to be healthy as you start to age. So weights and gym and having a good exercise regimen and getting yourself out there and active are essential components in that goal to be a healthier person. And I have not always been extremely healthy either. I have had my moments where I've sat down and eaten half of a sheet cake. I'm human, just like everybody else. I have weird cravings. I have things that I do that no nutritionist would ever say to do. They would just be like, oh my God, girl, it's amazing that you haven't died of a heart attack by now. But I went and had all my blood tested two weeks ago, I believe it was, with my doctor just to test for my cholesterol and blood sugar and all those good things, my hormones and my metabolism. And according to the doctor, as of two weeks ago, my cholesterol's great, my hormones are great, I'm nowhere near menopause, I've got all kinds of good things happening with my body, my blood sugar is awesome, my thyroid is working properly. So there really should be no excuses for me, folks. I need to get out there and just get up off my butt because in many instances for the vast majority of the population, it comes down to basic intake and the burning of calories. If you're putting more calories into your body than you are burning off daily, you will gain weight. It is simply just that simple. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. I don't have that sort of educational background. But I can tell you from personal experience that this is something that I have struggled with my whole life as well. I just want to tell you guys, pay attention to what you're eating keep a food journal. And if you need to talk with a nutritionist, you can do that because you need to know the foods that you're going to be eating that are going to provide the fuel so that you can be active and burn off more calories than you're putting into your body each day. So as this podcast 
continues to grow and progress. Each week, we'll try to provide some little cues and tips and things for you guys to do to help with your diet journey and really build up a good exercise routine that's going to make you the healthiest, happiest person that you can be because there's no reason why you need to get fat and old and dumpy and grumpy and mean and and ugly as you age. It's just not necessary. I mean, aging can happen naturally if you take care of your body properly and you can be happy with it and you can be healthy and you can have good energy. So I'm going to help you guys on that journey the best way that I know how and that is by sharing my weekly dietary diatribe with you folks. So tune in next week for more information about some of the things I've done wrong and some of the things that I've done right. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and wrap the podcast up. Good night, folks. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our little podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can shoot us You can shoot us an email at lightningrodinfo at gmail.com. We will also put that into the show notes and tune in next week when we share more stories of the diet diatribe. Good night, folks.